Welcome back to another episode of House to House. It is a boy, Kyler. Across me is always the guy who picked a pack of pickled peppers, Peter. Oh, hello. What's up? What's up? And last but not least, the big bad boss, David Bay. Hi. 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 I see you're a bit PTSD from doing the wolf howl. Yeah, no, in I my can... head, I want to do one, you know, but... <laughs> bro, <laughs> just do, bro. It's all about the confidence. No, knowing that he will not edit it out. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, after so many episodes, I now realise everything that I ask Kyler to edit out because it's embarrassing, <laughs> even more he won't edit out. So... Yeah. Better not to just bring it up, right? Better yeah. not just say that phrase at all. Like, yeah. Seriously. <laughs> Uh, hi, welcome guys and welcome everybody who's listening. Um, today's episode will be part two of this two-week series where we are covering every type of house in Singapore. So shout out to you if you came from last week's episode. Uh, subscribe, drop us a review, send in your questions, podcast at mortgagemaster.com.sg because we've covered all types of public housing last week where we went through, uh, you know, like even the more obscure ones like adjoined flats and HDB Terrace Flat. So if you do have any questions, uh, drop us an email and we can answer you from there. And also, if you haven't checked that out, do take a listen to it. It doesn't matter as much if you want to listen to it before or after this episode because today is going to be the opposite side of public housing where we are covering private housing. But for last week's episode, we listed them according to size. I, I know, I know. It's not about how big you are. It's about how you use it. But if you want to visualize the gradual progression of houses getting bigger, then we suggest listening to episode 41 first. Ah. Uh, but if you heard to the end of the last episode, you would have also heard that we shifted two houses over to this episode. And uh, now that I look at today's agenda, right, of what we have to cover, don't really know why I did that because today we have to cover 14 types of private houses from the 12th last week. So uh, I think let's just go into it uh, and hopefully this doesn't take too long. Um, the format of this episode, we won't be comparing the room size and number of rooms because private housing, it really tends to be up to the owner and how they want to build it, how they want to like renovate and everything. But we'll be giving examples of their locations where you can primarily find them. Uh, and if we can, the name of the estate. So if you want to Google and take a look at them, we got you covered on that end. So firstly, we'll be covering... Uh, three types of private housing today. So what are the three types? Firstly, is the public-private housing, where it's a hybrid kind of thing. Secondly, where we go into fully privatized housing, right? We'll be covering the non-landed one first. And then lastly, we'll be covering the landed private housing, which so things like the bungalows, the semi-D, the terrace houses will come into play. You've heard of them, I'm pretty sure. But we'll be also explaining how you can differentiate between them as well. And also, we'll be including a bonus house, a house that nobody can purchase. So do stay tuned for that, right? So let's begin with public-private housing. So to explain briefly why they are public-private housing, right? why they got the dash in between the public and private, is because these houses start under public housing, meaning they begin under HDB, and then, you know, over time, they become private housing, you know? And this type of houses have two main um, themes of progression, I like to call it. Firstly, they begin under HDB, they have a lot of rules to follow, right? But when they start to become more privatized, they, they get more freedom, they get more leeway, correct? 
Mm, yeah. Secondly, they start off cheaper uh, because, again, they are under HDB, but they become more expensive when they are privatized. Um, so we stopped at number 12 last episode for HDB Terrace Flats. Let's continue with that numbering order, but we'll make sure to make it very clear um, when we are categorizing them accordingly. So number 13 today, the first one of this episode, the first of the hybrid housing is the HUDC Flats. Uh, the Housing and Urban Development Company, HUDC. And I think the first thing to take note is that the name, right, is company, like the Housing and Urban Development Company, meaning that this company was in charge of all the HUDC projects, right, unlike the DBSS where they sublet it to different private developers. Yeah, so basically HUDC is HDB's more atas cousin. Mm, yeah, it's really... In sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not exactly... <laughs> it was established before HDB was established, or was it established after? <laughs> Factual, just you know, yeah, I know you're right. Trivial, you're right. right? I, I know, I know HUDC yeah. is 1974. Yeah, yeah. Uh, HDB, I think HDB was, was 50, 60, probably after the yeah, yeah, correct, correct. Yeah. Oh, okay. So basically, HDB people inside lazy to. At the, in the 1970s, not today. Uh, don't don't get me wrong. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lazy to build a to build a private site. And at the time, ECs was not an idea yet. So they established another company jointly owned by HGB and URA, the mm. Urban Redevelopment Agency, and call it HUDC Company. La. Yeah. Okay, and got it. Yeah, basically that. La. So this company is in charge of all the HUDC projects. Um, and I think another interesting point about the HUDC is that the joke about this is that it's like a panda, right? Um, people always say like, you know, like back in like, 2010 where Facebook memes were actually a thing and people always say the panda is the most inclusive animal because it's black it's white it's Asian the HUDC is the panda <laughs> it's really the panda of the property world because the HUDC looks like a HDB block it has condo facilities and it's a private property so it has a little bit of everything you know here and there um, like what you mentioned the HUDC um, like it's it's sort of the Atas cousin because it was the OG uh, pioneer initiative for the sandwich class, you know, people who could afford more than HDB but were not financially comfortable enough with a private condo yet. That's why it starts off cheaper. It's to sort of ease the home buyers into the private property realm and market. Um, originally, 12 HUDCs were built, but since then, five have been on block and demolished to make space for buildings such as Orchard Scott's residences and the interlace. You know, the condo that looks like a game of extreme Jenga. Jenga. Yeah, yeah it, it, it really looks like that. Um, It might seem funny, but actually it was the world building of the year in 2015. So the one is, uh, we might get into that later. We'll see how it goes. Um, But back on track, 12 were built, five were demolished. That leaves seven HUDCs in Singapore. All have been privatized and they're scattered all around Singapore. Uh, just to give a just to give like a maps view kind of thing. There's Ivory Heights at Jurong East, Lakeview Estate at Bishan, Florence Regency at Haugang, Laguna Park at Marine Parade. So you can really see like it's really spread across Singapore. Mm. Uh, yeah. Is there anything else you want to add about HUDC? Nope. Nope. Okay, we're yeah, good, right? Not, okay. not not in this not in this episode. Not in this episode. Yeah, we not. We so many things I want to talk about, but yeah, yeah. not now. We can go into a lot of detail for each one. So uh, this series is really sort of the umbrella kind where we basically list out all the types of houses first. Okay, let's move on. Number 14, the second of the hybrid housing are executive condos, aka the ECs. So this were another attempt at the sandwich class because HUDC started first in the 1970s, right? They stopped that. 
DBSS was second in like the 2000s-ish that failed. Uh, the ECs, uh, I would think this has been the most successful attempt yet, right? Because we've con- we constantly hear new ECs popping up all over still in in very in this very year. Um, and remember when I said they start under HDB, they have more rules to follow. This is because they have an income range they have to fall under to purchase this. And you'll have to wait 10 years before it becomes fully privatized and you can sell it to anyone you want. Yeah so, uh, so, yeah, so basically it's it's subsidized condo living. It's exactly that, uh, really. Yeah. It starts off subsidized and then it becomes fully privatized after. So it's really a... Uh, what was that thing? Uh? Long, long-term gratification? Is that what it's called? Is that the <laughs> yeah, term? It's definitely very long-term yeah. gratification. <laughs> I mean, when you think about it, 10 years is a very long time. Like mm. any commitment to buy a property, knowing that you have to stay there 10 years, knowing that, you know, all your funds are sunk into... No, like you can sell it after mm. 5 years. Uh. It's just that you I... get the full maximized profit after 10. But after yeah, 5, a, you yeah. will still make money. Yeah, of course, of course. But but the, the real change is when, you know, anyone can buy your property, right? That, that's the point of the 10 years. After it becomes fully privatized, anyone, foreigners, you know, un- no eligibility conditions. Yeah, yeah. As long as they have the money, they can buy your property and that opens up a whole bigger market. Um, if you sold after five years, just won't profit short note enough. on that point, it's not really the foreigners that matter because it's really not a big chunk of our population anyway or people who buy houses, but more the, you know, before it's privatized, if you want to buy that five, six, seven-year-old EC, you cannot own another property. It's like HGB, mm. you have to sell to buy. So it's after 10 years, that's where people can buy that as a second property, which opens up the whole investment property crowd as well. Ah, yeah. I see, I see. Okay, okay. Well, so a lot of layers of complexity to play around with, like whatever they want to do with it. That 10 years really opens up all their options, uh, basically, whether they want to sell it to another person or whether they want to use it as a second property for themselves. Correct. Okay. So uh, ECs, we're not going to do locations for this, uh, because it's really all over Singapore. You just Google ECs in Singapore, all the ads will start targeting you already. No worries about that. <laughs> but fun fact, um, Eastville at Passeries, that was the first ever EC in Singapore in 1999. If you want to go and take a look at you know, how it looks like now. Really? Eastville? Yeah, Eastville was Windermere. the first one. I thought it was the yeah. Windermere. No, no, no. Oh. Windermere is Kamangan, is it? Windermere is Chachukang. Chachukang, what? Anyhow, not very far away. Which is why I thought that was the first one, because I, I, I feel like whoever... I mean, I say this because I have a friend who lives in the Windermere, La so hmm. Okay, so uh, according to the list I have here, Windermere is actually the second. Eh, sorry, not uh, the second. Okay. Windermere is actually the fourth EC in Singapore. Um, uh, Eastville so... was in January 1999. Windermere mm. was in September 99. And in between, there's two more. Uh, okay, okay. From so, uh, so the same year, but but much, yeah, m- much many months Yeah, second half of the year kind mm. of thing. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, a mistake. Yeah, all good, man. All good. It's it's very no. I mean, it's just fun trivial. No one will actually <laughs> memorize this. I think. Um. Yeah, but it's just these two for hybrid housing, the HUDCs and the ECs. Now let's move on to fully, fully private housing. Ah, uh. okay. Now we are entering fancy land. So everybody, put your pinkies up. Okay. We we gotta match the ambiance and the decorum. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So again, when it comes to fully, fully private housing, we have non-landed and landed. Um, so non-landed usually refers to private houses that are part of the building. So let's start with that. So the first of the non-landed, number 15, are private condos. So back to back, right after the younger brother, 
that are ECs. It's like the Royal Rumble, right? Jeff Hardy come out first and then right after it's Matt <laughs> Hardy. It's that kind of thing. So people usually don't usually refer to them as private condos. They just call it condos. Um, you already know it's privatized because for executive condos, they'll call it EC. So that's the differentiation. There's two ways a condo that can come about in Singapore. Firstly, an EC matures into a condo after 10 years. We've covered that. Secondly, a private developer buys that plot of land from the government. Then they build and construct the condo from there. Now, these condos can also be built under 99-year leases. Most of the time, I would think ECs would fall under this category. But there are others that goes up to 999-year leases or even freehold leases with the last one fetching the highest price. Because for freehold leases, you own the apartment and you have a stake in the land, right? Am I right to say that? Developer owns the land. You mm. you own the strata title. Ah, okay. It's 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 kind of different. You mm. you don't ever own the land, la. So if mm. you own the land, technically, you can if you can do whatever it, you want. Area, yeah, basically. yeah. But if you, if you think about it, you own the land at the ground floor. Who owns the land? If I'm staying at level three, and level four, and level five, so you can't really own the land, la, right? Oh, yeah. so like like you own the land as a. Like, as a block, uh. as I mean, as all you and your all your neighbors own a share in the land, right? Yeah, fifty people owning that. Yeah, I mean that's that's <laughs> what that's block what land, uh yeah. like condo. What's the what's the word like? Uh, committees are for right to to represent all the residents, and then like the larger your condo or the the more units you own, the more of a voting power you have and that kind of thing, right? Yeah. The board of directors kind of thing, uh. but in this case, it's probably the block of directors. Uh. <laughs> yeah. uh, likewise, for condos, you can find them all over Singapore because, again, ECs that have matured into condos just after 10 years, ECs are really all over Singapore. So, same goes for condominiums. Now, next, number 16, are walk-up apartments. Now, these are older apartments and are typically low-level. I think the max is probably like four stories because there's for this kind of apartments, there's no elevator in this and you have to walk up the stairs, hence the name. Now, these are considered private because most of them are freehold lease, meaning the unit and the land belongs to the owner indefinitely. No such thing as the 99-year lease. And fun fact about this is that other houses, right, for condos, for HDBs especially, you pay more for higher floors because maybe you get a better view or whatever. This one, you pay more for the lower floor unit because it's more accessible. So this one, the turns have tabled, but for this one only. So yeah. That's a fun fact. Yeah, because these. I mean, for these walk up, like they literally take walk up very seriously. They, yeah, there's, no joke. When there's they say no walk lift. <laughs> they really four, four floor and a four floor walk up. Yeah, shack. Yeah, every day. My friend used to live in a four floor in a four floor walk up. Shack. Yeah, every day. So you sprain your ankle or whatever. Sorry, it's not like you have the option of taking an elevator. Mm. This one is still stairs all the way. Yeah. So uh, these older apartments, you'll tend to find them in older estates like Juchet, Kemangan, and Bendemir. Next, um, the very last of the non-landed private property, number 17, private apartments. So uh, private apartments can be a little confusing because what really qualifies as an apartment, right? As a general rule of thumb, an apartment means one flat in a building. A private apartment means one flat in a private building. Uh. But does a condo fall under private apartment? Any of you want to answer this? Um, I don't know. I don't <laughs> want to be wrong. Okay. <laughs> no, no worries, boys. I got gotcha. you. So, 
to, to answer the question of does a condo fall under a private apartment, actually no, because a private apartment is just one block of building on its own. Condos usually have a few blocks, right? This one is only one block, but uh. it's still gated and everything. Also, they uh, for private apartments, they have a rule to follow to qualify as a private apartment. So the total plot size of a private apartment complex must be less than 4,000 square meters. Anything bigger than that, it becomes a condo complex. So it's the plot size uh, that comes into play when it uh, to differentiate between the two. Now, you can usually find this in prime locations where they don't really have the area to build a full-fledged condo. So working with the space limitation they have, they just built one, they just built one block of private apartments. Huh? It's, it's basically that. All right. Okay. So mm, we've covered hybrid housing and non-landed private property. So before we go into landed property, let's just take a let's just take a one to two minute short break. Uh, because I, I don't know how much according uh, I, I don't know how much information people have already digested from this. So before we go into the hardcore hardcore stuff, uh, let's just take a small break. I ask y'all. Uh, it's been about a week, right, since we are allowed to unmask. Are you unmasking when you're outside? Kind of. <laughs> Peter? It, it really depends. Like, my way home, okay, so I, I, my, I walk about seven to eight minutes home. Hmm. About five minutes in, I cannot tahan already. I need to <laughs> oh, <laughs> Bro, left like two, three minutes, then you unmask. Yeah. I mean, like, like, I mean, I'm so used to leaving the mask on totally, right? Mm-hmm. But honestly, even before they relaxed the rules, I was already unmasking after five minutes in because hey, sh- I am sh- No, no, no. Like, if he's walking home, yeah. it's physical activity, right? Strenuous oh. physical activity for person A may be different from strenuous activity for person B. That, that, <laughs> I mean, that is true. And it's that outdoors. is true. Yeah. No, no judgment there. <laughs> Your walking speed may be my running speed. You know what I mean? Oh, I see. Up to individual, yeah. this one. Pretty sure that's yeah, not the see, case. But after five yes. minutes, he's really shagged. What? So it's strenuous, right? It's not like he's saying, after five minutes, I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I just do it. No, he's, he's saying yes. he's shagged, what? <laughs> because no, it, I mean genuinely speaking, it's because I'm panting like mad. But I don't think it's because my walking speed is as fast as your running speed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, all right, okay. Good to know about the both of you. About uh, you, okay. you are me. Um, I so I always thought that I would just leave it on because it's mm. very troublesome, right? But actually nowadays I just unmask it's really hot like i can really feel the difference yeah, yeah. Same, like. when i take off right what immediate breeze and like cooling it feels like i put on a facial mask you know at my lower half of the face it's just so cooling instantly yeah, it's so, underwear yeah. for your face la. it's yeah it's really underwear for my face man i'm just going commando whenever commando. i can right now yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay so now let's move on to landed property. So when we mention private property, right, a lot of the ones that we are about to mention here comes to mind. But how exactly can you differentiate them? So number 18, terrace houses. So terrace houses are the ones where it's a row of houses that look exactly the same with that orangey hue roof kind of thing. Uh, I like to say, um, when I explain to friends, think of it as a POP. You know, the passing out parade after BMT. <laughs> the NS boys are all in a row. They're uniform and they look exactly the same. Uh, the least preferred position is being in the middle because you're stuck within all the sweaty boys after the, the route march, right? Mm. And if you're at the corner, quite shook because uh, you got some air to breathe. If you're lucky, you got some wind and everything. It's exactly the same for terrace houses because corner terrace houses, are uh, they can fetch higher prices because they have bigger space and you are not cramped in the middle. So general rule for terrace houses, there must be at least three units in a row 
And if the row of houses look generally the same, ah, okay lah, you it's more or less a terrace house. Really, then la. if it's two houses in a row, ah, okay, we'll both get, are corners. We'll, hey, huh? Both are, <laughs> ah, okay, we'll get to that next. We'll get to that next. <laughs> Correct, what? You see, if it's three units in a row, then only the middle is terrace. The side ones are corner. We, we call those uh, corner terraces. Yeah, yeah, so it's corner terrace, terrace, corner terrace when it's three units in a row. Yes, correct, correct. <laughs> but it's still well, a like terrace. So far, configuration, yeah, that's yeah, the left, left armrest in the middle, then after the right armrest kind of thing. Mm. Okay, so this one is scattered all over Singapore in places like Shrangoon and Springleaf. Now, next, number 19, we are moving on to bungalows, also known as detached houses. So why are they in also in between? Known... Eh? Why you never talk about really? Sam? Okay, fine. Bro, got flow one. Trust, trust. Got flow <laughs> one. Mm. Okay, so they are known as detached houses, but why are they also known as detached houses? Any of you want to take a guess at it? <laughs> because, like most kids these days, they are very detached. Ah uh, yes, short attention span, right? These kind of houses. Reality. Uh, Alamak, these kind of houses... Yeah, these kind of houses grew iPad. up with an iPad. Yeah, yeah always <laughs> call iPad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you detached from their own reality. Tialat, uh, these houses. Yep. <laughs> okay, but because unlike terrace houses where they're all lined up together, right, bungalows are standing on their own. So as if they're detached from each other, la, that's why they get the name of detached houses. Um, Important point to take note, bungalows entails you to your own house and land. And you can honestly make it look however you want, right? Because, you know, you usually have like a front yard, a backyard, you know, places to park your car inside your house and everything. You can make it look however you want. But the main restriction you need to follow is that it must be within 400 to 1,400 square meters. But this is important because it will come back up later. Okay, so um, later when it comes back up, I'll remind you again. Also, when we... We also hear and say bungalows, right? Like, we always call it bungalow, bungalow, bungalow. But we don't call it detached houses. Do you all know why? Because bungalow sounds cooler. Exactly. That's actually the point. <laughs> There's actually no evidence of why bungalows have become the primary term for this house. But rumours uh, rumors say that it sounds more atas than detached houses. Lah, so it can fetch an even higher price. So yes, uh, places where you can find these kind of houses, Sentosa Cove. Very famous prices above 20 million kind. But there are also bungalows in more heartland areas like Passeries and Masling. Okay, so Bay, you are asking, hey, why, where's, where's the in-between? Why you suddenly jump to bungalows? Number 20, semi-detached. Okay, so for listeners, right? And I okay, for you guys, answer this question first. So guys, when you have a circle, right? And you cut it in half, what do you get? Semi-circle. Exactly. Same thing. If you cut a bungalow in half, you get two semi-detached houses. That's exactly the logic here. So that's why I... Bro, that's why I put this after lah. Because explain bungalow first ma. Ah. So terrace houses are three units or more. Semi-D is two units side by side. Bungalow or detached houses is one unit on its own. So you can see that progression right there. And you know those... um, You know, sometimes you see those performances like those... um more comedic opera singers, right? You know those performances, like America's Got Talent, for example, where they sing like both the male and female part of the song. <laughs> then one side, they wear the suit and then they turn 180 and then the other side, they're wearing makeup and a dress and everything. But then from the front, you can see the difference, right? Mm. It's the same as semi this. If you look from the front, you see a divide between the two. It's very close to each other that it almost looks attached. But the look of it a bit cha-cha, like why, why a bit weird, ah? it's most probably a semi-D because two owners own one half of the house each so they can make it look however they want. So from the outside, it looks attached and a bit different, right? 
it's because there are actually two different families living in two units. Um, you can also find them in places like where bungalows are abundant because a bungalow owner can honestly just split the detached house into two semi-Ds and then sell both to two different owners. Mm. Yeah, it's it's really that. Um, Bay, do you guys experience any experience with this before? I mean, you can buy a semi-D by itself. Okay, let's say original plan in Singapore, those are semi-Ds. Okay, fine. Then it's like, example, the number is 10 and 12. You know the the you know why there's no eleven? Eleven is opposite the road, lah. Uh, right? yes, so, yes, okay, okay. okay, so it's ten and twelve. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so those were, if you look at that, those were originally done by the government zone as individual houses. But you know, sometimes when you go into those landed estates, you see 10, 12, 14AB, then 16, then 18AB, then you see, hey, how come 14AB? Uh? And why is 14AB like smaller than the rest? Uh, that is when the owner got special approval from mm. URA to divide the house into two to develop uh. it individually. So you'll see AB. You'll mm. see the difference. La. That's normally what happens. I if see, not, there I won't see. be ABCD one. What? If not, why, why need 14A, 14B? Correct. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Very good example. On the flip side, can actually can an owner buy two semi-Ds and make it one bungalow? Can he, can he do the reverse? Um... If it's AB, then you go and buy both and then you do the reverse. It's actually a lot easier because URA has records that it used to be one. Ah, right? okay. But for, for two, like the 10 and 12, I don't know the answer. You know, don't know, better say don't know. Lah. <laughs> I, I don't know the answer, but I don't see why not. It's literally URA approval. It makes sense, right? Like logically, it should, it should be yeah, a lot. But, lah, but, but why mm. you need to make it one? You buy, you buy 10 and 12... You just get URA approval for the architecture. Okay, so um, so when younger, I used to stay in the Novena area. And my my grandparents owned 34 and 36 road name. I mean, mm. now, now they don't own. I don't want to say road name. Then you go and mm. ring dong. Actually, it's not me, <laughs> right? 34 and 36. It's two semi-Ds joined together. But mm. we, they didn't join it back. And it was actually a good decision because then when you want to sell, you can sell it easier. But a lot easier. You can, yeah, yeah, you can sell to either two individuals or one guy who buys both together. Uh, of course, at that point of time, there was no such thing as additional buyer stamp duties. So it was easier. La. But you know, mm. now if you one guy wants to buy both together, well, the second house is to pay ABSD, that would be a bit irritating. La. Yeah, that's true, that's true. Yeah. So what happened was that like the living room was individual but the kitchen was one massively long kitchen because it just tear down the wall and like on the upstairs in between the staircases that go up there's a door that we can enter oh it's like between hotel yeah. rooms that kind of separating door yes correct but okay. for the living rooms because each landed property living rooms are quite big so they separated it and it was a very good purpose because one literally the whole extended family stay right because grandfather owned so uh, watch TV play board games as kids and whatever the other living room became a study area <laughs> so it, it was it was great right because then you won't be distracted by the other side which is leisure yeah, yeah. but we can also tell where the children like which area the children are hang out in la. uh the porch because it was very big ah, and you can play okay. football <laughs> yeah yeah but I mean whatever it is listeners if any of you listening to this episode now you're interested in whether you want to combine two semis into one bungalow or split one bungalow into two semis whatever it is hey contact us uh, mortgage master slash property master we will help you with all your needs do you know that you can even turn a corner terrace house into two semis a corner terrace house into two a corner terrace house alone into two semis wait wait wait, wait, wait. Uh. tell me how I mean, as in, you got to ask URA, but 
there are, you know, as in basically, if you have enough space, RA will yeah. say, yeah, I allow you to split your house even further. There are zones one, like some, yeah. some, <clears throat> so when people come to me, it's like, they, uh, okay, I don't know about terrace because you need to have enough space. La. Yeah, and terrace, space, normally la. the land, yeah. But they have asked me before, like, like when, when people want to buy or sell properties, like those detached or slash bungalows, let's call them not good class bungalows, so middle class bungalows, <laughs> right? The land is big enough, right? So, so what they do is they actually say, this house URA already have approval, you can split up. Some of them cannot get approval, Anna. This, it's not necessary that your land is big enough, guarantee you get approval. Mm. No. There is there are different reasons for you. I mean, maybe the road line, maybe that this area is so atas, it is it is so it is not good for your neighbors to lower down the class of the uh. house as well. So it's it's zoning. It's zoning. Like uh. you know, we used to talk in another episode about Bukit Timah, that whole line is awesome, right? Yeah. Uh, so there's something called plot ratio, that's about how high you can build. But they're not gonna let you build a row of terrace houses. There's enough land to take one detached house and make a row of terrace. But mm. you're going to bring down the atasness of the area, right? Mm. So, URA will take all this into consideration. Ah, okay, okay. Oh, actually, quite smart. I never really think of this. Yeah, people can afford that kind of house, right? And that kind of area, maybe net worth minimally 30, 40 mil and above. Suddenly, you divide in terrace, and you'll get all these 45 mil net worth people come in I don't like. True, true, true. Different complain, type of... Complain yeah, MP. Different type of neighbours, uh. Yeah. yeah. Okay, next, number 21, cluster houses. Now, what the heck are cluster houses? Cluster houses are basically a more atas version of condos. So condos, you have your fans, your facilities like your gym, your swimming pool, and high-rise buildings. Cluster houses, you have your fans, your facilities like gym, swimming pool, but instead of the high-rise, it's a landed property. So it can be terrace houses, it can be semi Ds, bungalows, it can even be a mix in the very same uh, cluster house uh, estate. Now, all this, you know, um, all these type of houses then become, wait for it, a cluster of landed houses. So yes, that's how they get the name. Um, you, can find them, you can find them mostly in Newton area, but Ishun Amukyo all also have. If you want a specific example, right, you can Google D Manor Cluster House at Tanamera. That's D apostrophe M-A-N-O-R Cluster House. If you want to oh. go and... They sponsor yeah. us, uh, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Uh, I go and contact. I go and contact them right now. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, but it's really just um, if listeners want and to visualize example, how uh, a cluster house looks like, because cluster house is one of the more uncommon ones, you know. Um, no, 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 I mean it's, it's 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 enough. It's enough. I mean, it's literally maybe you knock off six hundred k to one million from the price of a of a landed. Mm. Um, because it's strata title. You know, we mm. had that talk just now. You don't own the land. The the developer owns the land. Mm. It's strata title. But you and, own the unit and everything. Like. Yeah, as mm. much as detached houses are called bungalows to make it sound more atas, cluster houses are called townhouses to make it sound more atas. Alamak, this is a very nice segue to our next one because actually number 22 are townhouses. So what's the difference between townhouse and uh, cluster house? Bay, you want to take this? The words? Uh, <laughs> He literally said he thought they were the same thing, but... Oh, oh okay, okay. So, here's, here's where the difference lies, okay? Townhouses, right, is a stricter version of cluster house. So, cluster house, it can be a mix. It can be terrace house, semi-dis, bungalows, right? Townhouse cannot. Townhouse is usually only terrace houses. Oh, my gosh, I'm learning something new from Kyler. Mm. 
Hey, it's right. today, it's today, house to house, bro. Yeah. yeah. This is where you hey, look. Today, I'm going to buy it. $1. $1. <laughs> $1. <laughs> $1. <laughs> okay, so townhouses, right, um, are a type of cluster house. But not all cluster houses are townhouses. Wow. Yeah. Is, that, is that type of Venn diagram question that you see in those PSLE exams? It's not very nice, though. You know, the, the world is becoming more inclusive. To uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, but you know, as much as you try to be inclusive, right, some people unfortunately still see the world this way. La, so, but the more we can educate them more to give them a better, a more informed decision, you know? <laughs> yeah, peace. Yes. Okay, so this one's are this one is rarer to find because again it's more restricted to just terrace. Uh, but examples if you want to look it up, Chancery Grove or Hillcrest Villa. These are the ones you can Google to see how it looks like. Okay, number twenty three shop houses. I think. So what what number does it end at? Uh, number. 20. I mean, I want the I want the listeners to know oh, yeah. twenty three. Then you know after like two hours later, I want to sleep, but I need to nah, get to the end of this. Twenty six. Hundred and twenty. Oh, okay. <laughs> twenty six is the last one. So yes, we're at number twenty three now. So only a couple more to go. Okay. Uh number twenty three shop houses. This one I think everyone has heard. I think everyone has also seen one before. Um, what you probably didn't know is that shop houses are essentially terrace houses because they are in a row. They are uniformed, and the initial design they look the same with their neighbors and everything. But shop houses tend to be more colorful. That's one. And secondly the first floor can be used for commercial purposes. Not every shop house. Ooh, okay. You want to okay, give so, more information on that? So in today's context, because, you know, when the government built whatever they built like 50 years ago, we don't know what, what they were thinking. And, I, and yeah, okay. So today's context, mm. shop house, okay. You look at, let's say, any heartland old school, Amokyo, Clementi, Topayo, Bedok. Hey, the, the houses below are like the your your... Your medical shop below, your pharmacy mm. below, your auntie selling you the 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 Pokemon t shirts, all that, yeah, all, all these kind of things, right? Upstairs is a is a house, ma. Yeah. Right? So some hop shop houses, downstairs is storefront, upstairs is residential. We mm. divide it into commercial and residential use. Yeah. Some shop houses all are residential. You cannot do commercial downstairs. Let me give you an example. Everton Road at Sportywood Park area. At Tanjung Baga area. Okay. You 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 go and open a storefront there, like, You see people stone you, uh. You see URA <laughs> come and find you, uh. Those are atas, uh. Those shop houses are four mil and above, one, uh. Damn. Yeah. But then the the shop houses in like Rangoon Road, uh, restaurant below upstairs is people stay one. Those are not so atas, but still in the range of close to two mil, because mm. you can do business, ma. So business business houses, if you have the license, can be open for a restaurant. Then you. The pricing is determined by the use of the commercial space. If you cannot open restaurant, you only can open mini mart where the margins are a lot lower because mm. of restrictions. Then, then obviously the price may fetch a lower price. Yep. Um, those with a lot of walk walkway in Topayo, the one where everybody run sun run high, many people are walking up and down. Those are super expensive, can eight million, ten million one, but it's Damn. so much smaller. It's because of the business part of it. It's not because of the residential part. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. I see. Also, and how uh, about Moss hmm. Street at um at uh what's that called? <laughs> My brain, brain. Okay, how about Boat Key? You know, Boat Key. There's a hmm. whole line of shop houses, right? Yeah. Um, upstairs is a restaurant. Downstairs is a restaurant. It's the same restaurant, uh. 
how come also okay? Sometimes ah, okay. restaurant downstairs, the 25A, 25B is upstairs, right? Mm. Then it's a gym. So you can do whatever you want with it, but please go and double check the zoning and the, the, the usage of property. Go and double check that before you go and buy. Lah. Okay, mm. because it affects the use and the price. Don't go and buy a residential shop house and say, tell your tell your best friends, I'm going to open a shop now. I'm going to be a <laughs> businessman. I'll be like, you know, then you are like, you already failed. Or don't yeah. buy a, a commercial shop house and they say, ah, yeah, I think upstairs I can rent out to safe renter to cover my monthly mortgage. If you cannot let people stay one, you let people stay, you get into trouble with the law. So must be careful, okay? True, true. Yes. Very, very detailed and clear explanation. And uh, like what you said, I mean, they people will come and find you, right? Come and stone you. But they can stone you, but they cannot stone the shop house because shop houses are also conserved houses. <laughs> wow! Be... Hey, good segue, good segue. Very good Master segue. of transitions over yeah. here. <laughs> okay, so conserved houses, meaning they cannot be demolished because they're also part of Singapore's heritage, you know? You go to like Juche, Chinatown, Little India, you'll see the culture and the history that actually paved Singapore to the way it is today. But don't be fooled by its appearance though because it's actually way bigger than expected. It's like one of those like a lot junk in the trunk examples. Mm-hmm. Uh, but renovation is very restricted. So if you do want to renovate, you need to ask two parties. First one is URA. Second one is the Black Eyed Peas. Okay. Please tell me why. Sorry. Yeah, yeah I mean, please <laughs> tell me why. You don't know me. URA, then second one is Black Eyed Peas because Real Life M will ask, what you going to do with all that junk, all that junk inside that trunk? <sighs> As we move on to the... <laughs> what? No love show then. No love show. Where's the love? Where is the love? Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> no. I mean, no. I cannot. Okay, okay. For basic, let's move on. All right, number 24, conservation houses. So yes, the, the, what we literally just mentioned is also another type of house. Because as the name suggests, these are properties that are being conserved, protected, meaning they also can't be demolished. So yes, shop houses are the most common example of a conservation house. Now, other examples include those old school colonial houses and these are very, very rare to find if you intend to purchase them. Um, an example would be Duxton Hill, if not Emerald Hill, the orchard area. There are, there are examples of conservation houses in those areas. And these houses actually have a very rustic feel to it, right? Have you seen these houses? I've been in a few of them. Oh, rents, shit. Rents yeah. rent or stay there or bought. Um, it's not cheap, obviously, because yeah. it's Emerald Hill to start with. Um, rustic feel, like? yes. I mean, even even at Tuchet, there are also somewhat, you know. Um, let's put it this way. La, the Emerald Hill, the Tuchet ones, they are small, but the people who sell them normally want to sell them at above valuation. And, they are, like and in my opinion, they're not that big. But mm. I've been into the ones at Tanjung, the, the Everton Road one. Uh. Mm-hmm. Those are huge, man. The square footage. So, yeah. But it's one floor, right? Those are one floor or double story kind of stuff? Two floors, three floors also have. Oh, damn. Okay. <laughs> okay. Normally it's two floors, then the attic can be another floor, lah, you know. Ah, so, where all the ghosts stay uh, over there. Uh, you stay there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we're done with conservation houses. Now, number 25, the last one before the bonus house are, of course, the good class bungalows. And I just need to say this before we explain what they are. We know all these type of private properties cost a lot, right? But when you have good class in the name of your type of house, uh, 
you're about to see some real sh- uh, it's <laughs> <laughs> so, but don't draw yeah. line la. Wow, must don't like draw. hyphen la, at least what la. Seriously, <laughs> must draw line. Stuff. You're about to see some real stuff. Oh my goodness. So it explicitly says the name that these type of houses are so good la, that this have been separated and are now in a category of its own. So uh what separates a bungalow from a good class bungalow is not actually how it looks but it's actually the plot size. So previously, when I mentioned in bungalows, right, they must be within 400 to 1,400 square meters. GCBs, the good class bungalows, are anything more than that, anything more than 1,400 square meters. So it's, it's huge. Uh. It's humongous, actually. And they are so redundantly big that it's almost a minimum to, you know, have a swimming pool, a garden, a car park within that plot, right? And I actually say this with confidence because the house cannot take up more than 35% of the plot size. Ah. So the remaining... must have money to burn for space for yes, leisure. correct. And if you have money to burn that remaining 65%, really do whatever you want with it. Uh, we don't care. And uh, Except expand on housing. That one you cannot do. You can do. You can put in any other stuff. Yeah. Tentage. Tentage. Uh, hey, so be it, you know, if you want. Yeah. Have your own, have your own pasamalam in your own house, you know? Why not? <laughs> You know, yeah, since Pasta Malans are opening already. A good class bungalow is the same reason why bung- detached houses were called bungalows, is it? No idea. It's it, it's all in the psychology, right? I'm when I market when I one day when I sell my HGB, I'll call it good class HGB. Oh, but but in this Confirm. case, okay, okay, maybe, so, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna like like deprove my own the own point I brought up. But so in this case, URA is the one that defines. A good class bungalow is based yeah, on correct. where it is. Where it is, and I think the plot size. Plot size also comes into play. Because yeah. presumably they won't let you build anything smaller in these areas. La. Correct. Okay, so so it's not like, like detached houses and bungalows where it's just a name change. You know. Yeah, a good class bungalow, very, 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 I don't even think it's possible, but let's say rarely, okay? They let you subdivide. La. So if you have that normal detached house, what? Uh, 1,400 square meters, that is normal detached, right? Mm. Then only above that, then you become GCB, right? Good class yes. bungalow. Wow. So if you are at 1,399 square meters, you still got chance to ask URA to subdivide. Actually, maybe <laughs> not. You know why? Because for GCBs, it's so exclusive, right? That there are designated areas in Singapore where they can be located. So if, like what you say, if you have a 1399 square meter house, but it's not within one of these 39, you cannot upgrade to a GCB? I mean, there are only 39 GCBs in Singapore. Correct. Yes. And uh, for listeners, you can Google GCB areas and a list of 39 areas will come out, which includes like Nassim oh, areas, Road. Areas, not areas, houses. Areas, okay. areas, areas. Yeah. So these areas include Nassim Road, Victoria oh, Park, yeah. Albert Park. So yeah, so all my fellow SIM students, if you pass down that stretch of 6th Avenue, Tankaki, KAP, right? Or as Bay calls it, Dragon's Tongue, right? Hey, Dragon's Tongue or Dragon's Road? Ah? Vain la, Dragon's... Or Dragon's Vain. Uh, what, uh, seriously, this... Oh. Millennials ah. <laughs> so as Bay calls it, Dragon's Vein, that stretch, right? All the houses inside are GCBs over there. So yes. Okay, now time for our bonus one, our very final one on the list, the black and white houses. And no, 
you don't have a black and white house if your ID suggests you to go for a minimalistic look, okay? Black and white houses are historical colonial houses that were here since the 19th century. So, Raffles time. Eh, Raffles was... Oh, the botanic gardens one. Ah, all those very old ones look... even more rustic one than the conservation houses. So why this type of houses falls under the bonus is because they can no longer be purchased. Ah, so all this while, this, these two episodes, right, we have listed 25 houses you can potentially buy. Lah. But this one is one that you cannot buy at all. So uh, black and white houses, they are under the Singapore Land Authority. <clears throat> so if you really want to experience uh, staying in one, right, you can only rent it. But let me just tell you, there's even a bidding process to rent it. Yep. yep. It's no joke one. This one is serious. One. It's for those uh, big ball players. And... No, it's not, it's not necessary. So uh, for the size, right, you can mm. either get it from 5K to like 17K. Same size. Depending okay. on location because it's a bidding process. Mm. So these houses, from my memory, and if you correct me if I'm wrong, Kyler, mm. although, you know, you really let me buy Toto today one time. So let's see whether I can do another. <laughs> Um, momentum area, like off the highway from AYE, you can turn off to a small lane. There are some houses there. Uh, there are some houses also at the Jalan Kayu, further up. Where's that? Uh, the aerospace area. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also some there. I think Piccadilly yeah, yeah, yeah. Road, stuff yeah. like that. So, so typically, people who rent them are normally like the, the Caucasians, the expats. The expats, uh, yeah. Um, when they're when and the, when the renter can go very high is because they like it and their company pays for it lah. Okay, mm. I do have certain friends who stay in the Stevens Road area, and they also have that. And that those renters can go like seventeen, eighteen, twenty k. So it really depends. However, it's quite interesting because in the past it used to be a process where the government just runs it itself, but they have um done a better job of uh, outsourcing the the rental management. So if it's managed by like Correct. I'm not sure this part. Like one of those big boys, uh, you know, JLL, Jones Lang, the cell, or Night Frank. Then they will manage it and they make sure that the price they fetch is higher. Lah. So mm. so it really depends also uh, who's managing the, the rental process for the Singapore Land Authority. Right. But yes, it's a whole range. And those houses mm. are big. You are not even allowed to renovate it much. Mm. So you yeah. really have to want to live in the rustic view. You definitely cannot renovate it, lah, I think. As in like paint the outside, right? I oh yeah, of course not. White color lah. Then I think maybe like branding guide have to use this. This yeah, yeah, yeah but follow the brand. Well, if this was your last house, do you at any point of time talk about SIT flats? SIT, like Singapore Improvement Trust. Did it in the last episode? What? Did we did? Yeah, yeah, we did, we did. No, but then what about those privatized HDB flats? Those at like Tong Baru area. Privatized HDB flats? Is yeah, not HDC, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, what does SIT flats stand for? I, I don't remember, actually. That's why I don't Singapore, mind. Singapore Improvement Trust. Oh, it's in, like the, the, old, the old predecessors to HDB, those old flats, is it? Yeah, so those old flats is um, are privatized. They are not HDBs. They are oh, on. Oh, they are okay. on private. Okay, HDB, right? You own a five hundred HDB. You got no more loan. You cannot take money out of the HDB because it's HDB. So that's the law. Uh, but if you own one of these SIT flats, which was a HDB before, you can take 
it's under the private housing laws, not under the HDB laws. Uh. You can take remortgage. It's, it's, you, can, you can own many properties. You don't only have to own one uh, SIT. If, you, if by luck you have two SITs, you what lah. Because the values have risen very significantly over the years. Shouldn't the lease be like really low? Uh, yes, yes, but they are. It's not low like twenty years left. No, I think they renewed the lease to at least. I can't remember. I used to. I did a few loans for SIT flats before. I I know that it's not like thirty years left kind of lease lah. It's it's still like at least fifty sixty years left. So, uh, probably do a bit of research and come back to you in a later episode. But yes, SIT flats do exist and they are private. Uh-huh. Wow, what do you know? A bonus for the bonus. Alright, number 27, SIT Flats. Uh, yeah, I'm seeing it now. Uh, and like, like what you said, they are situated along Tiong Bahru and Singpo Road, right? Yeah. Around there. So these are like the... Let me see, how many stories is this? Three story, I think? It's, it's those ones where like a, like a curved area, right? Not necessarily just a curved area, but like, like mm. there were flats in Commonwealth Drive. Uh, mm-hmm. Those are also built by SIT back in the fifties, I think. I I think so. I don't want. The 60s, I think I sorry. may be totally yeah. wrong, uh, And you know, this episode because there's so many things to think about. I I would love to tell you that even experts can get it wrong. So I'm a bit confused. Some of these SIT flats have they been privatized? Because there are also Tiong Bahru privatized HDB flats which were not SIT. Right. Yeah. So. All these things are very are very abstract. So what about the privatized HGB flats then? You know, we also didn't talk about that. But these flats cost a bomb right now. Um you can go upward to upwards to like 1.8 mil, 1.9 mil. When you for say, a HDB that became privatized. Yes. Privatized HDB flats. You don't mean like HUDC or this kind of thing? No, right? it okay. was a HDB. It was a HDB. Then uh how did it become privatized? They allowed it lah because they awarded oh. it like conservation status and and, and basically oh, there, there's a lot of I things, see. yeah. So so a former SIT flat that is has really conservation status can be privatized and and that's where it gets a bit confusing because there's a lot, especially in the Singapore Tiong Bahru area, there's a lot of variant mm. variations of this. Like this block, these are privatized HGB. The next block is not. It's still HGB HGB. Mm. So mm. so you have to double check and then. But if you know, I just give you an understanding why these are sought after. Hmm. Okay, so you imagine Tiong Bahru, okay? On the right side is Tiong Bahru Market. On the left side is uh, like 7-Eleven and some shops below. You are talking about the road where the Rolls Royce cannot pass. Uh-huh. Okay, in context, Google it. It's 2022. In the month of end of March, start of April, there was a Rolls Royce that jammed the whole road because he hmm. couldn't pass. Too big. Oh, couldn't pass, just did not want to pass. pass. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the Mets say that he can. Hmm. Right, but... Parallax error. Okay, so anyway, back to the house, right? You go up, you look upstairs, uh, the entrance is on one end. Uh, some of the houses, right, the whole length, the whole stretch, or at least half, because it's like half and half, like semi D, half the stretch, that whole length uh, is same house, you know? So it's actually massive, it's big. Mm. And some oh. of them have like the higher floors, have beautiful balconies, which you, you cannot imagine. Uh, so. So they have that rustic feel, yet they have some of them have big size, some of them have very nice balconies. Yeah, it's another it's another whole I mean technically yeah. speaking, doesn't this just make it like a, like the walk up apartments? Or is it because of their different origins we are treating them like us? I yeah, mean, so is, example yeah. conservation 
shop houses at Juchet. Mm. Started as a shop house. Oh. This conservation HDB flat that became privatized was started as a HDB flat. Oh. So it's Correct. not it's same same but different. Correct. So uh, example uh, thousand two hundred square feet, uh, uh two million easily. But you know, you don't get five meter high ceilings in any HDB flats but this one. <laughs> yeah. So that's why it's privatized. Uh, yeah. Damn. Okay. Oh, thanks, Bay, for uh introducing this thing because I would not have. I never heard of this at all. I... We we don't use. It's not HGB rules. It's private rules. Right. So don't don't worry. Uh, so mm. that you you can use TDSR. You can borrow more money instead of MSR. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you're ever considering purchasing this, there's about forty five years remaining on the lease apparently. Yeah. Which is why the which is why like financing and mortgaging it is a bit questionable, right? Uh, if it's so 45 short. years left, you can probably take a 20-year loan. Mm. Yep. For that price, a 20-year loan, your monthly repayment will be quite high, which means your MSR, no, your, not MSR, sorry, your TDSR will yes, have uh, to yeah, really be into play. La, right? Basically, earn a lot. La. Earn a lot, you can buy this also. Because I mean, of the shorter lease. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, it's YOLO. La. I mean, you either yeah. rent it out because the rental is not so bad, mm. or you know you are okay, scenario uh, may not be true right um i'm either married i don't want to have kids i don't care about legacy i just want to enjoy my life mm. i like this area or i'm a bachelor okay but then again zook there's no more zook so <laughs> <laughs> you know like like after clubbing just go home very near morning wake up go to baru market eat oh, i mean Tiong baru is still very hipster so if yeah, you're into that kind of area, lifestyle la. yeah, yeah. Hipsters are normally poorer, cash-wise. Asset-wise, maybe they appear, appear poorer. Yeah. <laughs> no, la, they don't appear poorer. La. Hipster buy the t-shirt. Uh, ah, that's right. The shirt, the shirt that I'm like, huh, that costs $200? Goodness. <laughs> Not saying names of who <coughs> Mark Ching did it, but yeah. <laughs> oh, that's our common hipster friend. Shout out. I don't shout think out, he listens, out. but yeah. the day he does. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, yeah, so that is the list of 26-27 types of houses in Singapore that you can find. Um, if you listen all the way to the end, thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. Um, if you enjoyed listening to all the types of houses in Singapore and you have a better and clearer understanding and you want to share to your friends what to house, hey, Tunpian might as well share to your friends house to house as well. Just share with them a podcast. Uh, you can find us on Spotify and on Apple. Uh, and of course, if you do have any questions or want us to talk about something, anything, you have a question, you don't know about this, you don't know about that, hey, email us. We might even make it a topic. Who knows? Podcast at mortgagemaster.com.sg Poll Q&A, the usual shebang on our Spotify page for mobile users. Also, join our Telegram channel. Tons of content that help us reach our subscriber goal. We are really close to it. Uh, plus, get notified when a new episode of House to House podcast drops. Just search up Mortgage Master on the Telegram app. Okay. Whew. Damn. That's a that was an exhaustive list. <laughs> Very tiring. Yeah. But glad we can finally we managed to cover all, if not almost all of the houses types of houses in Singapore. Uh yeah. Do you have anything to add? Anything of you wanna end us off or anything? Um nope. I anything think this we are good. It's so heavy. So many types of housing. Honestly, just chat with me. Then I'll tell you, hey, uh, so many types of housing. But based on my experience, sir, you probably only are looking at three of them. Let's talk about these three. <laughs> Not about the one million, right? It's true. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I mean, any inquiries, just go to 
Mortgage Master and can I publicly announce Mortgage Master uh, Property Master as well? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if you are interested in looking for a house or selling a house, Property Master is here for you as well. Very nice. All part of the same master group that we have over here. Um, but yeah, if there is nothing else, then everybody can say bye. Bye. La, 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. Oh, <laughs>